Have you heard the story of Nicholas Weiger, the Los Angeles legend who walked out of his house with an axe, then tripped and fell on the axe? Murdered nobody and could not be considered a suicide, his ghost still haunts the stoop of his house where he tries to get inside, then trips and splits his head open on a ghost axe. This has been Legends of Los Angeles. Mm, I fucked up. <laughs> We loop through nightmare corridors and hear exposition from a meat-filled paper bag and band horror demo PT as Hideo Kojember continues this week on How Did This Get Played? Welcome to How Did This Get Played, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and most wonderful video games of all time. What's the third thing I'm supposed to say? I think it should be worthwhile. Worthwhile. Worst, weirdest, and worst. Most worthwhile video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell alongside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. By the way, literally the first thing I said on the show, I could have just reset myself I or I could have just checked before we were talking mm-hmm. and said, hey, what am I supposed yeah, to say up top? No, no, no I nobody, just powered through it. Nobody listening would know what podcast it was if we didn't fuck up immediately. <laughs> <laughs> we are continuing Hideo Kojember this month as we profile the games of Hideo Kojima all month long, all November long. Uh, and uh, and we have a great one this week, a very notable one this week. Well, we'll see. We'll see what, what how Matt and I think about feel about this one, uh, <laughs> because in a way, we are definitely spending some time in gaming hell here, regardless of what you think of the design. This is a hellish, nightmarish game that we are experiencing. Yeah, I'd go as far to say not even gaming hell, just regular hell, just, just good straight old American <laughs> hell, regular American hell. Uh, but, <laughs> But before we descend into that gaming hell, let's first spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven, and I am going to kick it over to the self-proclaimed Xbox kid, Matt Apodaca. Count yourself off, and let us know how you're gaming. All right, so I'm starting the clock. I do want to say that you dubbed me the the, the Xbox kid, so I will I will give the credit back to you for giving me oh, okay. uh, making me who I am today. I um, so I, but I am the Xbox kid. I was always an Xbox skeptic. Never really. I even 
uh, up until what last week probably had never really even held an xbox controller in my hand thought it wasn't going to be for me thought it was going to be too uncomfortable because my hands are used to the playstation hands uh the, or the controller as soon as i put this xbox uh series i got the series s uh controller into my hand I, I knew I was immediately wrong because it's an incredibly comfortable controller. It's, um, it's got nice weight to it as well, so it just it feels great in the hand. And I went with the Series S because I knew I was getting the disk drive uh, PS5. Uh, so I, I, got, I, got, I went into the Xbox because I wanted to get Experience Game Pass. And so I'm playing Gears 5, which is a game I never thought I would like. The Gears franchise, I never thought I would like. I'm having so much fun. I love Gears. Wow. Gears is like, it's now one of my new... Oh, time's up. All right. The well, Xbox was... Kid. Maybe you need a new name. The Gearhead. I'm, oh, baby. It's the Xbox Kid, the Gearhead. I could have a real uh, dirty dozen with just one, <laughs> this one thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, Game Pass is an incredible value. It's just like, this sounds like branded content, and it's yeah. not. Um, but I would I don't ne- even need money to tell people to have Game Pass. It, if, if you're on PC or if or if you have an Xbox, it's like it feels like a scam. It feels like they're just losing money on it. It feels yeah. like Movie Pass for games, but the kind of like Movie Pass, it's like everybody wins. So, so mm-hmm. it's like get in on this right now because it's just like the, the library is so vast. It it really makes me wish PlayStation Now was good. Like if it works, yes, it's, it's not quite there. Like it has some. You should just be able to download anything. It's PlayStation Now is a is a debacle compared to Game Pass, which yeah. has so many just full games. Again, this sounds like branded content. We're yeah. not we're not being paid to do this. No, uh, but, but if anyone would like to, we'll we'll do we'll do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? We'll show for PlayStation Now if you want to pay us. <laughs> we just said it sucks. But give us some that, money. I'll cut it. I'll, yeah, we'll cut it. I'll voice a commercial for herpes medication if that's what it takes. <laughs> and that's not medicine that cures it. That's medicine that gives it. <laughs> I, I will do any ad. I will do any ad put in front of me. <laughs> These um, condoms so- destroy your penis. <laughs> <laughs> they set it on fire. <laughs> do you want a burnt penis? Then put it. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly high number of guys were like yeah 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 sure um all right let's uh let's get in i mean i i i guess we should just hop into the game because uh, well, we don't we have could... a guest this week yeah how about this how about this i got a question before we hop into this game what are the scariest games you had ever played before this week mm. I think Silent Hill, I, I mean, I, I think the Silent Hill franchise, because I know this is a Silent Hills demo, the canceled Silent Hills. I mean, I, I always, I do feel uh, Silent Hill 2, to me, was particularly scary. I, I, and and, and, and uh, I know that's not even probably the scariest entry in that franchise, but that, that one particularly connected with me. Um, and the, the other game I think of, and I've mentioned this before on the podcast, but Doom 3 kind of went in more of a horror action direction than the than the rest of the franchise and doom 3 i played with headphones i just stopped playing with headphones because i was getting too fucking scared similar sensation with this week's game i mean it just it's with headphones it's a fucking nightmare how about you Docs? what you got so uh, you know 
I've said it a bunch on this show and to both of you privately. I'm a big Freddy cat. I'm, a, yes. I'm afraid. Uh, but I like, I like experiencing scary things. Like, I went and did Delusion, the immersive theater horror, like, thing. I went and did that because it was, seemed cool, and it was. And during COVID, so it was extra, extra it was, scary. Yeah, they made you <laughs> Live sign. Live theater a, during a pandemic. That, yeah, they made you sign, like, a, you know, a release. They were like, hey, you might, get, you might get COVID. No, they put me in a coffin when I went there. Wow. Like, it was like, that's how scary it was, and I was very, I thought I was, I thought I was going to shit my pants. I was so scared. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> like, I don't play a lot of scary games, and, I, and I'll, try, I'll try them. I didn't even used to watch my uncle play the scary games because I just knew. I was like, absolutely not. No way. That's going to give me a nightmare tonight. I played, I've, I think the only scary game I've completed is Resident Evil 4. Um, and that, I mean, on the scale of, like, how scary this game is versus that one, that, that's probably not even the scariest game there is but I'll, I'll i've never finished a bioshock because i get too scared um i i it's not something that's not an experience i seek out even if i hear how good they are i've given other resident evils a chance like let's see what uh right. even the newer like remakes have been like and just like mm, no not not gonna do it um, I think I'm not as much of a Freddy cat as you, Matt, but I am. Mm-hmm. I do get very scared by games. I especially, especially I can I can take pretty much any horror movie, but a th- it, when you add interactivity to it, it's just like my amygdala does not know that this isn't reality, and I'm just like I get the the actual fear responses, like I'm about to be murdered, mm-hmm. and so a game has to be it has to be Resident Evil Four good for me to want to play through it, despite having a horror theme. Exactly. Um, but ha- uh, Heather, you're uh, you're made of stone. Has, has any have you ever found a game scary? I found Silent Hill two disturbing, uh, and the most disturbing moment in it for me was when you were in an apartment complex and you go through a door and you have some encounter with something, and then you go out into the hallway and you're in a different location, right? And as you're walking down the hallway, you're like, wait, no this is the apartment building. Something is just wrong with it. And that felt unsettling. Like it wasn't like a jump scare. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Like it was, it was, it was a good storytelling moment and, and a great way to like sort of uh, uh, IV drip that realization to the player was distorting everything that you had seen so greatly that by the time you were mapped orientation sense kicks in you've already been in the hallway long enough to have explored a little bit before you realize that you're in the same apartment building i i loved that um i i had not been scared in a video game until we played this week's game wow and uh i know why i have not been scared in a video game before and it's that the settings of all these games, Resident Evil 4, fucking Silent Hill, all of them are so goofy that it's impossible to take them seriously or mm-hmm. for them to trigger my fear response. Because it's like, like when Pyramid Head comes around a corner, it's funny because he's got a triangle for a head. When like a dude with a chainsaw is like chasing you in Resident Evil, it's impossible not to laugh. For me, it's impossible not to laugh the whole time because he's like, 
screaming and he's got like a head covered in bandages. Like right. it's fucking ridiculous. Hmm. Um, and that like, that is a barrier for me for, for fear is like your monsters are like, Oh, this is a, here's a, here's a fucking creature with mushrooms for a face. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's a single jump scare in the last of us part two that upset me. Oh. Uh, it just because it was a jump scare and I hadn't I had no idea that a uh, character would would uh, have that locomotion, which is that he would crawl along the floor. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. But right. otherwise, the game is just sort of like, uh, you know, I'm I know I'm in a dark area and there's mushroom face head guys. Yeah, what? I, Go ahead, I was going to say I forgot to say that I powered through The Last of Us, even though those games are very scary to me <laughs> like that. Yeah, that is a very that particular experience that you described. Um I had I did turn it off right after that because I was like, you know what? Not gonna do that today. Not I'm done today. Thank you. So to get into PT a little bit, the first the first five to ten minutes of this game are the first time I've been scared in a video game. And it is because it looks incredibly real. Mm-hmm. Like it's using the Fox engine. I I mean, I guess can I should I do the thing where I where I say the thing? Sure. Yeah, let's I do get the into thing it. first. Okay, great. <clears throat> PT, which uh, stands for Playable Teaser, is a first-person psychological horror game developed by Kojima Productions under the pseudonym 7780S Studio and published by Konami. The game was directed and designed by Hideo Kojima in a collaboration with Guillermo del Toro and Norman Reedus. Uh, it was released in 2014 for the PlayStation 4. Other games from 2014 include Dragon Age Inquisition, Dark Souls 2, Destiny, Far Cry 4, and Mario Kart 8. Uh, It is a first-person, interactive, hallway-exploring horror game with obtuse puzzles uh, uh, ostensibly taking place in the world of Silent Hill. Seven seven eight zero S Studio is a reference to a prefixture in Japan, uh, which directly translated is Silent Hill. Um, and uh, I guess we can leap off from there. This is the first. The game takes place. You are in a hallway, and it is a sort of a L shaped hallway. You go around one corner, and that is the extent of the playable space initially in this game. And it looks like a real apartment building because of this incredible Konami uh, video game engine that is employed. And nothing happens for the first couple of times you walk down a hallway and uh, turn a corner and then walk down another hallway, open a door, and you reset at the beginning of the hallway. Mm -hmm. It feels like a nightmare that you would have. Like, it does yes. not feel like a horror video game. It feels like a simulation of a nightmare that you might have. And because there are no monsters initially, there's no context, there's no, there's nothing that that is telling you what the game is about to do. And it looks so real. First time I've been scared in a video game. I was like, oh, fuck, I do not want to walk around a corner. That's it. Fuck. That's yeah, all it's- you do is you just have to walk around a corner. You hate it. Um, I will. I will say, yeah. To, to your it, beyond the Fox Engine, it's just like because it's such a contained play space, 
and they have the full weight of AAA game development behind it, behind basically like, let's just make a fucking corridor look as good as possible. Um, it's it that's I think that's part of why it it, it looks so fucking good too. I mean, it's just and on, in addition to the 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 graphics, it's just like the sound design is so great and so menacing and just so like just just unsettles you in so many different ways um and and continually just keeps you off balance let me just say this i i like i like i like i said and uh you know matt and i are are are, sim- are cut from similar cloth we don't love scary games this game i knew was had a reputation for being one of the scariest games of all time and I knew going in, I was not like looking forward to playing this, even though I was like, this is a thing I feel like I should experience. And I wish I downloaded it at the time uh, when it was available in the PlayStation store. But I, I mean, like, just be just because of its historical importance, because it, it it got pulled from the store ultimately. Like it was it, it was there for you know about a year and change, and then due to a, a dispute with Konami, it's no longer available. But I. I I had I had to watch a playthrough first. I was like, I can't play this cold. I tried Whoa! to just play it a little bit. I tried to play it a little bit, and I was I was like I, I was like I'm out within like two minutes. I was like I can't do this. So I'll watch a playthrough to know what I was expecting. And I watched a playthrough. I watched just like a straight playthrough, no commentary. Um, I didn't. Uh, there wasn't some YouTuber just uh, hooting over it. Uh, it was <laughs> it was just like a like a, just a straight. A straight no commentary playthrough scared the shit out of me. I was like, this is so fucking scary. I can't handle this. And when I finally started playing this, I was still saying, still knowing what was what was coming, I was just still like, fuck this. This fuck this. This mm-hmm. sucks. I was like, I, I, it was so unsettling and unpleasant. Um, Matt, how about you? And you actually had it. I should say this as I wrap up my ramble. Heather and I had to play uh, fan remakes on Windows uh, because, you know, that it's no longer available in the PlayStation Store. You actually still have the original on your PS4 and you were able to play that. So I I had it. This, this is the thing. I played this when it was out. I got a PlayStation 4 probably like a year and some change after it had been out. So this I had this. I had it after this had been out for a little bit, so people knew what this was. I didn't know what PT was. I remember a friend told me, download PT if you're looking for uh, like a new game. And it was, I think, free. It was yeah. free. So I was yes. like, okay, I'll check out PT. I don't know anything about it. And as soon as I uh, you started playing it, I was mad at my friend. because I know, <laughs> why, did you, why did you tell me to get this? But I, I, So I played through it at the time, and I was like, this is so fucked up and so scary. I don't like this. I don't think I got to the end of it. Um, but I remember getting, you know, stuck in the loop a few times and then just going through it. Um, and then at some point later, I was like, well, it's just going to be on my PlayStation for a while. And then I think I before I had expanded the uh, the memory of it with an external hard drive, I was like, well, I got to part with something. So I'll just get rid of PT because I don't, think I'll ever want to revisit that experience again. And what, right. what reason could I have for it right. um, at the time? And I, so I deleted it. And it's still in my PlayStation Store. It's still something I can see. But it will not let you download it. Yeah, you can't re-download it now. Yeah. Well, so, that sucks. 
Yeah. I think that that adds to the mythos of the game being so fucking scary, right? Mm-hmm. So we played a one-to-one recreation called PT for PC, which is still available if you hunt it down. Uh, every time somebody remakes the game, Konami finds them and removes the game from from uh, wherever the fuck it's posted. Uh, you know, in the and because the game is so hard to find, and because these PlayStation's, these PS4s are now worth at least a hundred dollars more than a, a PlayStation without PT still saved on it. This is like a ghost story. It mm-hmm, is a right. cursed short story that the editors themselves have pulled from the bookstore. It's the videotape from the ring, a thing you can't find, you can't locate, but you've heard a rumor about it. PT the game is a ghost. It's mm-hmm. a ghost of a game that never came out, that never was born. Uh, and there's also, because it's Kojima, it's meta commentary on the end of his relationship with Konami. It's, it's a fuck. it, like, who is this fucking dude, man? Like, who is, <laughs> who does this? Like, who, more, like, how dare he? Like, he, I, the, I, so I, I played it and then I, I got stuck because like the puzzles are crazy. They're just like stare. There's only yes. one way to interact. It's walk or zoom in. So in terms of like scaring you, you can walk or you can like look closer at something, which is a horrible, horrible way to interact with a terrifying world. Yes. Uh, you, but at some point the puzzles become a little absurd. Like you have to die in order to reset a loop. You have to, uh, look at a phone. You have to wait for a clock to change times, et cetera, et cetera. And without a walkthrough, you would wander that hall for forever, like in a nightmare, looking for a way out, looking to trigger the next event. Which was intentional on Kojima's part. Like he wanted yeah. it to be so obtuse that people would have to to talk to each other to figure out the solutions. Like that yeah. was his intention. That he was trying to strand everyone together with his yeah. uh, with his PT game. Right. Um, I so after I played it. Uh, I then let Mary play it. Uh, and I have never heard a human being scream so much (laughs) as Mary playing PT and she did not, she did not make it past the crack. So there's one, there's one or two extra doors, uh, in the hallway. And one of them is a bathroom door. And eventually the bathroom door opens a, a crack, uh, after doing a, a sound based jump scare as you move past it. She did not make it past the crack in the door. In fact, when it opened behind her uh, and that sound triggered, she just started screaming no over and over <laughs> Like at the top of her lungs in my office, like at, in, the, in the night. Uh, and I, I was laughing because I was like, this isn't even the scary part. Like, yes. we have, like this is just a door, but it, it's so, it's so well done. I couldn't, it really I couldn't is. believe it. Yeah, it's it's really it's really well done. And I think even if you're if you're too if you don't have the technical know how to track down a playable version and you just want want to watch a playthrough, I do think you get a good sense of what this game is from watching uh, a no commentary playthrough and 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 and, and also 
a lot of the puzzles, there's no way you're going to figure out on your own to Heather's point. Um, I should shout out, we should shout out the uh, 17 year old developer, Kim Sar, who created this version for Windows. <laughs> 17 years old, contributed more to society than I ever will. Uh, good for him. It also explains why uh, his version starts with a no joke, a, tr- a, a, a tribute that says RIP triple X Tentacion. Oh, so, <laughs> so just before you dig into this horror game, you're reminded of a dead SoundCloud rapper. Um, and so, but you, but, but it's, it's like, uh, it's all first person perspective. And I think I don't love first person games in general. Like I, 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 I always prefer third person. I think, you know, most, I mean, Kojima in general, I, it, like he, I don't think he's worked in first person really uh, as a, not as a default game mode. Uh, and, but it's so perfect for this, like not seeing your player character, just having it be a, a first person perspective and having it be in this co- uh, this compact controlled space. And also knowing like like the fear of so- of what might be behind you, uh, what might be like 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 next to you, like what might happen if you just turn your head. That is so much more effectively a ga- in, uh, uh, conveyed in first person. Um, but the the moment you talked about Heather, where that the door cracks open, it cracks open of its own, you know, as you're walking by, you don't do anything to it. I pieced out even before that my first playthrough. I, I like you like the second loop you go through and you walk past the door and then you just hear rattling from inside the door. And I was just like, fuck this. I'm I'm done. <laughs> and I, and that was the point where I was like, I have to watch a playthrough to at least know what I'm, I'm expecting. And so what happens when that door cracks, which happens on another on a subsequent loop, you basically walk through this hallway, you get to the end and then you start over again. Um, is that the door goes open. As Heather mentioned, your interactivity is limited basically to zooming. And if you if you just sort of like, all right, let's see what happens if I zoom in on the crack of the door, you see a hand reach out and close the door. And it's so fucking scary. Matt is shaking his head right now. Ugh. <laughs> I, 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 I just, I, uh, yeah, I mean, I was saying earlier before we started, I wish the sun was out when we were talking about this because I like, I feel scared. Yeah. And you guys are my friend. And, <laughs> and you guys are just talking about something we've, we did. And I don't yes. like hearing about it. Yeah. I, so for my money, the first 10 minutes or so or 15 minutes of the game are very scary, but it does become not scary for me. It becomes goofy video game stuff. Uh, initially, you hear uh, the story of what has happened uh, in this apartment from a radio and the acting on the radio is not great. And I was like, oh, I, I wish this didn't feel like a, and I don't mean to disrespect some actor who who, sure. who read these lines, but it's not it doesn't sound like a real radio like it's it has the game sort of emphasis that wouldn't naturally occur on a radio like it's it, yeah. it, it, there's a there's a level of um, a defamiliarization or something that happens. Uh, you eventually make your way into this bathroom uh, where the cracked door was previous and in the sink of the bathroom is a uh, let me let me step back one of the most terrifying sound cues on the PlayStation 1 is in Silent Hill 1 uh where uh you are walking around inside of an abandoned school and you hear a baby crying and it's mm-hmm. like ah fuck and i yeah. up until that point in playing video games had not 
been ever like, there was nothing that made me feel nervous in a video game, but that sound cue was like, oh, this doesn't belong here at all. I've never heard this in a video game. That and the air raid siren were both like uh, audio experiences that were, that were unsettling. Um, Silent Hill 2 does it again. Like there's a baby crying at the base of a stairwell. uh, And when you get down there, there's no baby. I hate horror babies. I'm just, I fucking, it's so fucking scary. It's too much. It's because, it's, you know, it's excessive. Because they, I don't even, they don't even know what they're doing. That's Babies what are even supposed scary. to be. Yeah. They, they don't know what's going on. They're supposed to be cute saying goo goo gaga the like, you know. Not boo boo baba. Yeah. I don't need that. I don't need to hear no boo boo baba. <laughs> get out of here. Those are scary things, Heather. The, yes. Like ghosts. I mean, I get boo, but ba, what do you, I guess, ghost sheep? Like a yeah, go sheep. I just needed to change it so it worked. <laughs> did it though? That's the thing. I just need you to say that it did. <laughs> Moving on. So once once you're inside this bathroom, there is a crying uh, fetus in yes. the uh, in the in the sink, and it looks goofy. Yeah. And that's when it lost me because I was oh, like, really? I was you thought like, it looked goofy. Yeah, it looks fucking stupid, man. Like, it doesn't look like a real anything. I feel like in that moment, if the sink had been in shadow and you could not make out what was in the sink except for, like, movement in the shadow, I would have been like, this sucks, man. This fucking game. This sucks. I hate this. But Mm -hmm. it looks like you can see, like, the texture mapping on its face. You can, or whatever you call I mean, that's, te- yeah, texture map. Like, it looks like a computer baby. And then, and I, from, I think, from that moment, you're like, well, whatever. <laughs> I think part of that might be a byproduct of playing this Windows fan port. Because I think on PS4, if you look at it, it's just like that That baby, to me, looks a lot, looked a lot more nightmarish than on the Windows version. And also, I have a, not as strong of a stomach, so seeing a fetus... Uh, still alive in a bathroom sink was to me just conceptually horrifying. Like yeah. I was just like, this is so, this is fucking, this is, this is a nightmare. I, I should also say that uh, first off, th- uh, we all agree the fetus has a soul. Um, and uh, <laughs> s- second off <laughs> the, uh, so, so the reason, part of the reason the fetus hit me is when there, when the radio performance that Heather was talking about earlier, the radio broadcast is talking about a a homicide, a dad who went crazy and killed his whole family, mm-hmm. and it details that like you know he killed his son, he shot his pregnant wife in the stomach, and uh, and also like like lured his six year old daughter out so he could kill her by by saying that it was just a game. You know, it's like really grim, gruesome shit, regardless of of the delivery. And so mapping like 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 mapping that of like, oh, a pregnant woman shot in the stomach, dead fetus in a sink. I was just like I like like and then also you are later in encountering a dead pregnant ghost woman. Mm -hmm. Like all those things put together was just like this is so fucking at, at least for me, this is so far from goofy. I am genuinely unsettled. I I looked at the fetus on a on a video of the of the PS4 version. And also like when you do your research, you, you look at like still images and you remind right. yourself of the things you want to talk about. 
it doesn't I mean it doesn't look it's it's goofy looking, man. <laughs> I don't know. It scared it's got, me. It's it, got a real long head. It's a goofy. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's scared it scared me. I, I, I will say also that it it and additionally, it eventually starts talking to you. Yes. Uh, which is another thing, which is, and it does not talk to you in like a cute little baby voice. It not talks to you in Baba. A, no, not, no, it's, <laughs> well, wait, Boo Boo Baba, I thought was a scary thing. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't even saying that. I feel like there's so much frightening stuff going on here. And and let me just let me just say this. We're we're talking about how Matt and I are are, are Frady cats. You know who else is a Frady cat? Kojima himself. This is from a Eurogamer interview regarding Silent Hills. Uh, in the past, I've mentioned Silent Hill in interviews, and as a result of that, the president of Konami rung me up and said he'd like to make the next Silent Hill, Kojima revealed today. Also in this story, it's interesting because a lot of it is Kojima talking about how he wished he could make, who wished he could make another Snatcher, another Police Knots. He wished he could make a Metal Gear Solid JRPG, but there's just no market for it. There's just no budget for it. So that he's making Silent Hill almost as like, well, because this is a commercially viable thing I can make. A Metal Gear Solid JRPG just made my jaw drop. <laughs> <laughs> He's not kidding. I saw it on the Zoom. I, um, and, uh. But anyway, continuing this Kojima quote, honestly, I'm kind of a scaredy cat when it comes to horror movies, so I'm not confident I can do it. At the same time, there's a certain type of horror that only people who are scared of can create, so it's maybe something I can do. So I guess, you know, operating from someone who himself maybe has kind of a weak stomach, it's, it's interesting to view it from that perspective. Yeah, maybe we can make a really scary thing because we're so scared. Yeah, a scary game where you have to um, ask a girl uh, on a date. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm not that scared, my man. <laughs> uh, I should mention that in addition to just not being like scared, not not loving being scared myself, especially in interactive entertainment, I have a a real fear of being trapped. And so this game, you are in a corridor and you cannot escape the corridor no matter which way you go. And so that absolutely like like hit that button, just like pummeled that button for me because, you know, I, I've I probed anxiety fits on on airplanes and in movie theaters, even any place where I feel like I, I am in this place and I don't feel like I can escape. And this game absolutely triggered that sensation in me. Yeah, it's very claustrophobic, and like yeah. I, yeah, it's just particularly because it is first person. Like I know that there is like there are things in it that you, you, I don't know. While I'm doing it, while I'm playing a scary game, I'm constantly aware it's a video game. But um, because because it was first person, because I was the one doing it, and I was like when I was playing it back on P- uh, PS4, I was by myself. Yeah, and so I was just like, this is it was. It's a nightmare. It's it's among the scariest experiences I've ever had. Yeah, I I agree, and I, I will say we've we've both lived charmed lives. Uh, but I will say that <laughs> oh yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> this is this is as bad as it gets for playing this game. <laughs> um, but the uh, but I, I you know again I like like I mentioned it's like 
your your amygdala doesn't know like your brain your lizard brain doesn't know that this isn't real so like you can't you can't reason with yourself you can't be like this is just a game i'm not in any danger um it it, it doesn't work that way you're still getting that sensation or at least at least the two of us were and, and heather you certainly were at first yeah. um so as as this game progresses i mean I, 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 the, the the puzzles as you were trying to as you were starting to say or do get kind of a do get pretty obtuse yeah like you have to stare at a sentence. So uh, one of the, you know, great Silent Hill tropes is like writing on a wall that does not make a lot of sense. Uh, My favorite being from Silent Hill 2, where it just says on on a wall written in blood, there was a hole here. It's gone now. (laughs) You're like, the (laughs) fuck does that mean? Um, uh, In the same way, there is there's writing that appears on the wall in P.T., and in order to activate certain puzzles, you have to stare at that sentence, then stare at a different sentence written on a different wall, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that, uh, those are the kind of puzzles you have to, like, look at a clock in order to make uh, make a certain part of the story progress. You have to listen to a baby crying more than once. Like, it's not right. it's not in any way intuitive. It feels like the old text-based games where it was like, well, if you don't throw the wallet down the drain, uh, then you won't be able to activate the next encounter. Mm -hmm. Uh, In the same way, in this game, if you don't stare at the radio or uh, look at certain... I mean, because the only thing you can do is look, uh, then the game doesn't move forward. Um, uh, I will I, I will say that, like, I did like this sentence puzzle because that was and again, watched a playthrough first. So I knew how it worked. But I was just like, I I, I thought it was cool. It was just like there's a it says hello is the writing on one wall. And the other part is uh, it is a fragment of a sentence that you have to fill in hell in. And so, like, you look at the hello and then you look you look away and you see that the L is gone. And if you go look at the other one, the L is now appearing as as part of that fragment. And if you repeat the process, eventually it says hell um, and triggers the next loop. Uh, Also, there's a there's a there's a section where it's just like there's just a photo of a man and wife. And uh, eventually, as you as you loop past it, it says uh, it says under the wife, like handwritten on it, gouge it. And you have to like zoom in on the wife and then uh, like a a bullet hole appears in her eye. So it's like it's like gruesome, but it's just like, oh, that's like a that that was like a cool thing that they did with the environment. And and because the interactivity is so limited, it's like and the space is so confined, you do end up just trying absolutely everything to try to see what works. I was going to say, so for me, like. I'm not good at puzzles either. So that's also adding to how afraid I am playing this thing. Right. So, cause I'm like, well, if I can't solve this, surely that's not good. Like I need to (laughs) solve it to get further along and get out of here. If I don't solve it, I'm going to die. So like I was this, this, they made something that is so scary specifically to me as a person. Like, are they like, let's, let's make Matt suffer. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it is a great little short story of a game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the reviews of games from 2014 also called it one of the best games of 2014. Was this free trailer dropped uh, by Kojima under a pseudonym. So you didn't even know. I mean, you knew if you read the internet, but you didn't know if you didn't read the internet. It would just be like, what the fuck is this hallway simulator? Um, I, At one point, so there is a... um. The only movement that isn't a ghost or a dead baby 
uh, in the game is a swinging lamp in one of the hallways, which uh, one of the ways that the game plays with uh, how it unsettles you is the changing speed of that lamp, the changing quality of the light in the hallways. Uh, It's just constantly, every time you go through a loop, there's a tiny bit that has changed. And it, it felt like homage to my favorite moment from Silent Hill 2. It's like, this is the same hallway, but it's different. Uh, There was a hole here. It's gone now, et cetera, et cetera. What was the implication? I didn't. So at one point you head down the hallway and there's a refrigerator hanging from the seat. Yes. With blood on it, but blood is dripping onto the floor. Did I miss what that what that refrigerator was? Uh, I don't know if you necessarily missed anything because there's a lot of this, you know, uh, there's all sorts of just speculation or, or you know, lengthy videos that are like, this is the real story of of PT. I think there's a lot of people just sort of trying to infer a lot from a bunch of clues. Uh, but I, I, I don't know. I just assume that someone in the family was murdered against uh, that fridge and it was just like that. That's what we were seeing dangling there um, or that that was a counterweight that the a weird counterweight the got the husband used to hang himself. I don't, I didn't know. I thought, I thought it was just something like that. Uh, but yeah, you, you keep progressing Pat. Like that's the thing that happens. The lamp changes to a refrigerator that's dripping blood. Uh, you don't know if you can walk under the blood or not. Um, but we should, we should also talk about the thing, the, the, the big jump scare in this, uh, which is the character, the, the ghost character, Lisa, the pregnant ghost character who, you first encounter, and to me, this is like legitimately so horrifying. And I think this is the thing that that people that stands out in people's memories of this game, um, which is that the radio is telling you, like the radio gradually is changing message and is messages and is saying different things. Uh, at some points, it's just saying like ra- like conspiracy stuff, uh, but at one point, it's just kind of more talking directly to the player and is like like turn around, look behind you, and if you look behind you. Then Lisa comes into your view and it is it is such a fucking like like you because, you know, I like I knew it was coming and I didn't want to look behind me. And then you look behind you and there's there's Lisa and it's fucking it's fucking terrifying. She she also looks because the engine is so good. She looks real like the shadow is is is. The shadowing is subtle enough and robust enough and ha- like and the film grain that is put over the whole screen in order to give you sort of that um uh, like it blurs all of the details just a little bit in the way that mm-hmm. scan lines used to do to a to a video game like makes your brain write the details in that you can't see and it's already so detailed the ghost looks real man she she looks yes. she looks like she's got skin and it is awful. Like it's bloated, yeah. white, puffy, gross skin. And she's yes. also really tall. Yes, very tall. Uh, it's uh, or the or the the corridors particularly compressed. Like I don't know. I'm, but yeah, she seems she seems uh, she seems super tall. And like also, there's there's the points where she does that kind of fast motion, wiggly animation that you see in horror a lot. Like mm-hmm. you know, her head is just like sort of whipping around really, really quickly. The moment where that's particularly horrifying is you know you have a flashlight as the character, you can never really see who you are. Uh, but there's a point where you're looking in the bathroom mirror, and then you can see her behind you, like over your shoulder. And 
That brings me to the camera hack, which somebody did with this game, which revealed that Lisa the Coast uh, is behind the player following uh, the, 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 the player's camera is behind the player the whole time. So the, the player is moving around, um, which I think is also they're saying, I think it is actually there is the Norman Reedus character model is actually what's the what you're seeing the first person perspective is they actually modeled that. And then behind that is Lisa. And so you're just seeing like glints of her shadow uh, on occasion if, if you're paying close attention. And, and that'll that's that's genuinely unsettling. Yeah, just somebody behind you the whole time. Like, what if someone yeah. was behind you the whole time? Just all the time. Now you got me looking over my shoulder. <laughs> uh, Kojima Games also are known for their meta commentary. Mm-hmm. And Nick, you sent us a video from the great debate called The Story of PT. Uh, yes. Which, okay, so already I'm scared in a video game and that blows my mind. Like, I'm like, hats off to you, man. You did it. I do not like this hallway. I hate that it reminds me of nightmares that I've had. I don't even know what the fuck is going to happen next. As soon as it starts getting like, you know, video gamey scary. Anyway, the point is, so already that's an accomplishment. But what this video and other uh, people online, um, because this is a shared theory, what the implication is of this trailer is that it is a direct fuck you to Konami. Uh, and that the game, the meta, the meta context and meta text of this game is that it is the story of Konami murdering uh, Kojima Productions, and that it is that 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 this is that the the whole story is. Um, there's a monologue where you hear, um, uh, "Was it is it a bag or is it no? It's just over black." It's just over black when you hear the dad was such a drag monologue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you hear a monologue uh, where uh, dad was such a drag. He'd Every day he'd eat the same kind of food, dress the same, sit in front of the same kind of games. Yeah, he was just that kind of de- guy. But then one day he goes and kills us all. He couldn't even be original about the way he did it. I'm not complaining. I was dying of boredom anyway. But guess what? I'll be coming back and I'm bringing my new toys with me. That is supposed to be the voice of Kojima complaining about his father, Konami, who only wants to play the same kind of games over and over again, fires him and his uh, his team is forced to leave, but he is excited to return with Kojima Productions and the game that ends up being Death Stranding. And this video that you sent also posits that when this trailer came out, that they were already aware that they weren't going to be able to make Silent Hills, that the movement had already begun. And Guillermo del Toro does an interview where he talks about the first version of P.T. And you can see clips of the first version of P.T., which has a giant monster in the hallway. And all of that is scrapped for this new meta-contextual commentary on the situation at Konami, which, again, the great debate says, uh, was a way for Kojima to get around his NDA and inform not only other members of Konami what was happening and that he was about to be fired, but that they were welcome at his new uh, production company and that he was frustrated and annoyed by Konami, which would explain why Konami would go to such great lengths to remove this game from every available platform. Right. Uh, because it's a big middle finger. Uh, 
it is the first time that I, I, I that I can think of other than Flappy Bird uh, where the license to the game doesn't exist anymore. Like you can't you can't play it. Um Anyway, did you watch that video that you sent, Nick, or did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I said it blind. I think actually Matt said it. Um, I but said I, it. Oh, I did sorry, watch the whole. I did watch the whole thing, and and it's great. And if you're if you're interested in it, uh, and you got 31 minutes to spend uh, watching a YouTube video, and let's be honest, what else you got going on? Uh, <laughs> you should check it out. The Great Debate, uh, great spelled G R A T E. And they they have they have this uh yeah they, they they break this down in a very convincing fashion. It's ultimately just a fan theory, but it's a pretty convincing one in terms of what the thematically uh they were trying to accomplish, or at least Kojima was maybe trying to accomplish with PT. Also, the same YouTube channel, and this was Destructoid cited this uh cited this video. This is where I'm pulling this from. Has the final puzzle solution, which you know I did not get to. I watched a playthrough of. Uh, it's so obtuse. And some of this, some of this is involved is PlayStation Four specific. It's been changed in the PC uh, fan remake. But here, I'll, I'll read this just so you get a sense of what you have to do. One, look at the clock near the start until you hear twelve chimes. Wait for the haunting that happens afterward to completely end. Walk approximately ten steps until you hear the first baby laugh. To be clear, a haunting is when you hear gibberish, crying, screeching, or scratching noises. Wait for the second haunting. After the ghost is done crying, but before the haunting ends, whisper Jareth into a PS4 microphone. Try whispering it multiple times, yelling into the microphone, and switching your mute button on-off just to make sure it takes. Do not move at all. Three, do not move at all. Stay completely still, even after you hear the subsequent second baby laugh. Keep standing still as your controller vibrates until you hear the phone ring. If you move, you'll have to reset the loop again by going through the last door. Four, as the phone is ringing, hold R3 to focus on it until you hear, you have been chosen. Walk out the final door as normal. Now, people figure this out within hours of release, but this is so fucking... This is like fucking nonsense. Yeah, like just I would like never get that would ne- would never in a million years. I'd have to read a guide in order to be able to to to, to ever see the ending on my own. I I have no words for for that puzzle. Like I <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there in in the rest of my life playing this game without a guide, I would never have done those things. Yes. <laughs> like, it would have never happened. I would die of old age before I had ever figured out that random combination. Uh, yeah. I don't understand how people figure out shit like that, man. No no idea. Do you think it was an accident? <laughs> but if it I was mean, an I accident, th- how would you replicate it? How would you tell another person only take 10 steps? I believe a lot of the the clues come in things like, you know, the the coded numbers. Uh, and you mentioned the, the the fake developers number, which I think is seven seven eight zero. Is that right? Yeah. And and uh, and the other number that you hear a lot that gets repeated a lot is a two zero four eight six three, which is Kojima's birthday. Yes, but also has apparently some other significance and is something of a of a you know I I I believe when I was reading through this I don't have this fully in my notes but it's it's like if you take those those integers you can map them onto Japanese characters and then those become an anagram which used in in conjunction with seven seven eight zero 
is what gives you Jareth. It's something like that. And Jareth is the name of a fallen angel. And you can infer maybe some of that because of the, you know, some some biblical uh, fucking allegories that are present in this. But it is so fucking obtuse. It's it's none of that is that like you have to do so much legwork to figure that out at all. Um, and uh, uh, that said, I think this absolutely succeeds at what it's trying to do, which is be PT a playable teaser because it teases boy does it tease and is it ever playable and it is scary as shit and i think if you wanted something to to get you hyped for an upcoming project uh project you know ultimately it would never happen but it this absolutely succeeded i think this succeeded like like honestly like interestingly another kojima thing like the metal gear solid 2 demo that came with zone of the enders just one of the most important demos of all time just 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 it 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 really fucking People, people so connected with this and responded to it. And I mean, how many full games have a following like this this many years after release? You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I, I, I'm really ups- I Look, I love collecting video games a lot. I, I you know, I keep, I've kept every game that I can. I mean, that has meant anything to me since I was mm-hmm. a kid. Um. And it really bums me out that I don't have a PlayStation 4 with this on it. And it and the only reason I don't is because before Death Stranding, Kojima meant nothing to me. Like, I, I, I was like, oh, it's the Metal Gear guy. Who cares? Uh, and this month has given me my greatest regret, which is that I don't have a PS... Like, it's going to be a collectible on par with... I mean, there, there were millions of copies... Sure, distributed and, and made, but uh, as people reset their uh, hard drives or delete stuff or whatever, like the game becomes like there will be fewer and fewer and fewer copies of the game in existence until right. it is either erased from history or only available on historic artifact machines. Mm-hmm. And yes. it really bothers me that I don't have a copy of it enough so that I have been trolling on trolling eBay and being like, should I get a PTPS4 because I know that it will matter to me. It will mean something to me later mm-hmm. uh, to have it. But ultimately, I don't want to spend that kind of money on something that is that you, it, it's it's really it's I God, I wish I could go back in time and slap myself. But I mean, also, additionally, because I, I didn't download this, I would also like to slap myself. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, lesson learned for, for all of us. If Kojima releases a demo, download it immediately, and then disconnect your system from the internet forever. <laughs> like- We didn't talk about the the talking paper bag of meat. I mean, I think you touched on it really quickly, Heather. But like, mm-hmm. that's the thing that's just like fucking scary as shit. Like in in your in the closet in which you begin, uh, which is kind of like this this void, but at some point it becomes enclosed, and you're in a room, and there's a there's a there's a table in the corner with a a paper bag with some sort of bloody substance inside of it, and a bunch of tick marks on the wall, like someone had been counting, you know, all the days, uh, and um. And uh, that bag gives you a little bit of exposition, which is <laughs> scary. Fucking yeah. scary. 
Yeah, every horrifying detail that is revealed about the crime that took place or any other uh, sort of similar things that had happened in the town over the last, you know, bit of time is um, uh, scarier than the thing that came before. Like every single, it's a great, honestly, a great lesson in heightening, I think, because every single thing I heard was worse than the thing I had just heard. Uh, I was like, oh, nope, this is, yeah, this is horrific. The whole experience is horrific. Wait, do you you think that first space is a closet, or or was I, that like shorthand? I yeah, I meant like it's it's like you know it's just kind of a void space. I don't think it's actually a closet. I think it's okay. probably the corridor from which you came, or you know, it's it's just like some place outside of space and time. Okay, because if it if the first action that you took in PT was coming out of the closet, I'd be like, there is another fucking level that we have to deconstruct. <laughs> <laughs> but if it's just a void, it's fine. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I think because it's got a table in the corner. What closet is yes. a table? Yeah, no, it's not. It's, yeah. just, a, it's just a room. Yeah. Silent some, Hill, some, the room. There you go. Uh, and hey, I think at this point, uh, we should get to our final thoughts. It's time for the review crew. <laughs> So we're going to say something positive about this game and give it a numerical decimal rating. I will say this. I think the Lisa in this game is so scary and so iconic. It has reclaimed the name Lisa, not from the Silent Hill, the room, but from the Tommy Wiseau, the room. Which I feel like Lisa was such like the, the name Lisa lost so much potency in that, uh, you know, because of that that debacle and in the ghost Lisa here, Lisa, not a scary name for a ghost, but Lisa the ghost is scary as shit and I will never forget her and I wish I could. Um, I'm going to give this a uh, uh, 204863. Uh, <laughs> all right, Heather, what do you think? Uh, you, you Can I do a like conspiracy brain thing that yes, is please. ultimately not true, but can demonstrate how you can like make connections between things that have nothing to do with each other? Which right. is that um, every time I hear the name Lisa, I think of Steve Jobs' failed and very beloved uh, uh, pre Macintosh uh, operating system computer. Um, and uh, if this is a game about Kojima's aborted attempts to make Silent Hills, then he is likening his uh, his dead creation of the Fox Engine to uh, Steve Jobs' uh, ultimately forgotten computer, Lisa. Um, wow. But none of that's true. That just That's just the way conspiracy theories work. None of that actually... If Kojima says that that was what he was doing, then I'm, I will shit my pants like he wants. <laughs> um, I, I felt so much joy being scared. Like, I, I, I got up from the computer... And like walked around my office and was like, I, this is awesome. This is so awesome. I feel awful. I feel, I'm so upset and scared. And all I was doing, because it took forever to get anything to happen. All I was doing is like walking down a fucking hallway and then the door closed. No ghosts, no, no, nothing. The door closes in front of you and you, and you're like, 
Oh, shit. And the sound is so good. Um, I, I really appreciate it. I appreciate having that feeling in a video game. It was really satisfying. I really, really, really loved the environment uh, until like the video game stuff happens. But like before that, I was like, this is it. This is all I need to have a, a scary experience is a familiar environment that looks and is lit like something I might have dreamed of. Um, hard to give this one a, a score. But I mean, would you? Re- I, I, it's like a it's like a solid eight. If the puzzles made sense, uh, mm-hmm. then it would be it would be higher for me. But it's a it's a good fucking experience. Matapadaka. Okay, so I'm just thinking about this game as like uh as like what is what is it trying to do, and what it's trying to do is be scary and mean to me. Uh, so <laughs> it it does a good job at that. It it succeeds at that. Um, and I think. You know, based on my charmed existence, I, I'll say the scariest movie that I've ever seen that I compare any other scary movie when watching a scary movie with is um, I think it's uh, from it's called The Strangers and it's just a home invasion movie. But what's so scary about that movie is what Heather touched on is that it's it's possible like it's it mm. seems too real and every, nothing is there's no ghosts in that movie. There's no monsters they're just regular people and their motivation was that these people were home. And that is so scary to me. And I've, well, that is now, that's still the scariest movie I've ever seen. And I've seen many scary movies since then. Hard to top. PT for me is hard to top. I don't know if I'll ever play a game as scary as this. And it's not that long. So I think on that alone, it absolutely succeeds on the thing that it's trying to do. And so, even though I absolutely hate it, I must give it a 10. Wow. wow. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. It wow. Is, is among the things that I hate that I've ever experienced. And I, I think it, it, it's, it's, I, I find no fault in it. That's wow. incredible, dude. Congratulations. Strong. Thanks. Strong words from a self-proclaimed Frady cat, <laughs> the Xbox kid. Uh, But hey, those were our thoughts. But Heather, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews of the game PT from other people on the internet who didn't know they were going to be featured on this podcast. Uh, And these reviews are negative because our reviews were positive. But if we had hated this game, then the reviews would be positive because we were we thought it was negative. I kind of tossed that rule out the window like a while ago. I just look for an interesting review. You're, well, you're famously a disruptor. Yeah, I'm a disruptor. <laughs> Nick Weiger, creator of Uber. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, horror shows, <laughs> how about Prop 22 passing? Boo. <laughs> okay. Uh, I have a, a review here from Big Boss. One, four, three, two on Game Facts. Uh, and I quote this one because it sounds like me being a jerk. Um, uh, I never cared for Silent Hill, says the uh, initial poster. Uh, however, this game is so simple yet so effective that I love it. That's why I'm hyped over it. I'm not really over the fact that there's a new Silent Hill coming out. The demo alone is an amazing piece of disturbing art, in my opinion. 
uh, this poster replies, but is it a game? That's my biggest gripe with this. I loved it as an experience, but is this really a game is what I found myself asking constantly. The Silent Hill thing is more personal preference, although that does bother me that they labeled it as such and not a standalone IP, which I would have preferred. Companies need new IP, not just doing something totally different and slapping the name from a classic IP on it for sales. Um, I'm so happy I stopped asking that question because it is opened up. <laughs> it's opened up a lot of uh, new experiences for me on on this um, interactive software podcast. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's there's a negative. What do you got, Nick? Uh, this is a Metacritic review I liked. This is actually a ten, uh, like Matt score. Uh, but this is from Natty Nunu. But I just like this. Uh, this the way this starts. This game is utterly petrifying. So frightening, my partner, who also screamed out loud with me, had to walk me to the toilet. Oh my god! <laughs> 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 what does that mean? Uh, you know, couldn't get there on his uh, on his own from his own free will. Couldn't get there on his own volition. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, I have a a piece here from Escapist Special Section Only Single Player, which goes uh, by Reese Cooper. PT wasn't as big of a deal as you think it was. Uh, the review is pretty long, um, but I love this part of it, and this is my my pull quote: the game was, in reality, too scary. Kojima was quoted saying, they were aiming for a game that will make you shit your pants. He also said that we don't care if people are put off by it, but in reality, this is a serious issue. Everyone has a limit, and if that threshold is crossed, then people will simply stop playing or not even play at all. Just because PT is one of the scariest games you've played doesn't make it one of the best. I I disagree with that. If you're if you're watching a horror movie and it's the scariest horror movie you've ever seen, it succeeds. Like mm-hmm, that's sure. what you're like. If you you wouldn't watch a comedy and be like, too many jokes. I <laughs> I laughed too mm. much. That yeah. this this movie wasn't wasn't good because it was too funny. Like that's like that. If if you're playing a horror game and it's extremely scary, I feel like that's a success. I guess maybe you know I I I think maybe just are you talking about it as and and within the genre or as a game itself? I, I can maybe see that argument if you're ta- if you're making it more general. Uh, but yeah, absolutely succeeds as a horror game. I mean, like yeah, it's fucking scary as shit. Um, I got a Kotaku piece by uh, Patrick Klepek uh, titled "Konami Sucks." Also, speaking of things being pulled. Uh, this uh, the uh, all uh, this is a big part of Kotaku's back catalog that's been pulled. Um, but anyway, this says uh, this is about Konami pulling PT from the PlayStation Store. Ironically enough, the internet's angry at something new every day. With PT, there's a good goddamn reason. Look, I don't give a shit that Konami and Hideo Kojima are having a spat. I care about Konami bearing an amazing piece of gaming history and players not having any way to stop them. Konami funded PT, so hey, they can do what they want, but when a game's released into the world, it's more than a product that generates revenue for a bottom line, or in this case, potential revenue. If it's lucky, it becomes part of gaming culture, and PT definitely was. It's fine that Konami doesn't want to make Silent Hills. Games are canceled all the time, and we're forced to wonder what if over beers. It happens. There's no way to know whether Silent Hills would have been any good. PT did exist, though, and it was absolutely horrifying. Yeah, I feel like Konami just fucking put it back up for up in the PlayStation store. And you know what? 
if you want to charge five bucks for it, people will pay for it. Yeah. Like, it's just like, like, if you want to be that fucking craven and capitalistic about it, just fucking do fucking do that. But I think making it completely unavailable is is sucks. Yeah, it's to the point at, at this point, if they put a price on it, people would take that as an act of good faith. Like, just right. do it. Right. I, I don't know, man. After I watched that, that video that said that it was all fuck you to Konami, I, I can't imagine. Like, if you're if you're an uptight executive and like somebody released a game without your knowledge that it was a big fuck you to you. Yeah. I can see being like, no, I'm not going to justify or or um, there's a word I'm looking for here where it's like you, somebody does a thing and you lend credit to it by by pointing it out. But I don't know mm. what that word is. And it's OK. If you're listening at home, just shout it at your headphones. <laughs> uh, I, 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 if if it's true that this is a fuck you to Konami, I can understand why Konami wouldn't want it up, especially if it's breaking right. the NDA about Kojima's release from the company. I, I I mean, yes, but I also don't know if it's a if if it's on that level of you know who fucking knows. But I almost feel like it's on it's on a, a more petty level. It's mm-hmm. just that like like hmm. fuck this guy. We're not gonna let it put his game up anymore because that's not what we make. Mm-hmm. Um, but but who's to say? Either way, that sucks that it's up. I was gonna say not somebody write the book about this 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 breakup between Konami and Kojima because I'll read it and I just want to know every single thing that happened. I need let to us know. know. I need to know all of it. Yeah, it's the you- biggest breakup since Benefer. <laughs> Uh. Which one? <laughs> Which Benifer? Ben Affleck famously dated two Jennifers back to back. Yikes. I saw one of them in the library. Which one? Mm, you guess. <laughs> um, this is breaking news. Yes. I, so I sent my mom a playthrough. My mom loves horror. And so I sent my mom a playthrough of PT to watch. And oh, wow. she just sent me back this text. I loved it. 206341, which is the most horrific thing anyone has ever texted me <laughs> in my life. <laughs> um, uh, hey, uh, that was uh, those were our thoughts on PT. And hey, Matt's mom's thought on PT. How about yeah. that? But hey, it's time for a segment. It's time for another edition of You Don't Know Jack Off. Whoa! I've got a quiz for Kojember, so hopefully be a little bit of a palate cleanser from the nightmare that we just uh, discussed. This we, this quiz, yeah. We, sh- we should have Devin, who, by the way, is a genius that writes the music for every... Uh, uh, episode of this show and MVP and of the show for sure. MVP of the show for sure. But we should have Devin just underscore the entire episode with just like creepy sounds. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I almost did start doing that. I have a scary synthesizer ready to go, but I didn't want to scare Matt. <laughs> um, uh, we have a Kojember themed quiz segment, and uh, here the theme is. Metal Gear Solid Boss or Emo Band. Metal Gear Solid Boss or Emo Band. And you can buzz in with a codex sound. Uh, and uh, Matt, you'll know some of these bosses, but Heather, I think all these bosses will be new to you, depending on how much research you've done. But here we go. First up, The Used. Uh, okay. Uh, 
Matt. <laughs> uh, that, that, that is a band. That's correct. It is an emo band. Next up, The End. <laughs> Heather. That is a boss. That's right. Metal Gear Solid that- 3 is The End. I know that because Abadaka has talked about letting that guy die. <laughs> yeah. My favorite very thing to cool. talk about. All right. Next up, The Sorrow. Uh, oh, Matt. That was same time. I think that's a uh, a Metal Gear boss. You're right. It's also in Metal Gear Solid 3. That's right. All right. Now, The Fray. Shit. Matt. That, that's, a, that's a band. That's Matt okay. is correct. Matt is up three to one. Okay, Very quick well, on the codex sound. Yeah, okay. I can roll my R's. All Just right. you wait. Just you wait. Number five, the fold. Heather. What would you say? <laughs> I'll repeat it. It was the fold? The fold, uh, yes. Um, I'm going to say that's a band. You are correct. Yes. Wow, you guys You guys are five for five so far. Two to, two right. to three. Here we go. Tiebreaker. Right, two to three. Matt is up. S- number six, Crying Wolf. <laughs> Heather. I mean, I want to say <laughs> it's a Kojima thing because he's like, oh, you were Crying Wolf. But I'm going to call it a band. Heather, your initial instinct was correct. It is Fuck. a Metal Gear Solid boss for Metal Gear Solid 4. All right, next Shit. up. Shit. Number seven, Dead Poetic. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> that's a frog. If that's, a, that's a band. That is an emo band. All right. Number eight, Vulcan Raven. Huh. <laughs> Vulcan Raven. <laughs> Heather. That was Matt. You should ask him. <laughs> oh, sorry, Matt. Go on. Um, I'm going to say it was a band. <laughs> Matt, I'm sorry. Oh. Vulcan Raven is in Metal Gear Solid Ooh, 1. He is a wow. boss, and he's actually oh, referenced in Metal wow. Gear Solid 2. And uh, that, was, that was a bonus round, so now Matt and I are tied because he lost mm. so many points by answering that improperly. Hey. Wait, you can't cheat. You don't make the rules. <laughs> so Matt's up 4-2. Um, Heather's all right. doing some Psychomantis stuff over here. <laughs> <laughs> Heather, you can still catch up and even take the lead because there are three questions left. Number nine, number one gun. Number one gun. Heather. Uh, that's a boss. No, number one gun is an emo band. I can't win. I can't win uh, now. Oh. All right. Playing for personal pride. Number 10, the man on fire. Oh. Um. Matt. Um, that's a boss. You are correct. That is a boss from Metal Gear Solid 5. And finally, the last clue, Senator Armstrong. (laughs) Anyone can buzz in for Senator Armstrong. Heather. I hope that's an emo band. Heather, no. It is the final <laughs> boss of Metal Gear Rising Revengeance, and he's fucking awesome. Uh, can we play this clip? Yeah, here we go. Try University of Texas. Could have gone pro if I hadn't joined the Navy. I'm not one of those beltway pansies. I could break the president in two with my bare hands. 
<laughs> Dynamite. So a, a bespectacled nerd with just a fucking gigantic, incredible Hulk body beating the shit out of a cybernetic soldier. It's fucking great. That was... I, I'd never seen that before. I never played Revengeance because Kojima didn't do Revengeance, right? It was a different team, yeah. I don't okay. think I think he had limited involvement. Um, if any. I love I love the quote, "Don't fuck with this senator," as if yeah. all the other ones are <laughs> constantly being avoided. <Yeah>. Right <laughs> <laughs> Just think about fucking Tim Kaine beating the <laughs> shit out of a cyber soldier with a <laughs> katana. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's uh, that was uh, you don't know Jack off. It's time, and Matt won, by the way, and it's time. <laughs> okay. For the question block. Ding! <laughs> All right. This one is from at Justin of Clark. Which franchise would you let Kojima take over and thus get real weird with it? I mean, I'll, I'll give a cop out answer and say that, like, I fucking I love that he got to do an original IP with Death Stranding. And I feel like, you know, so often is just it, it happens with directors, too. It's just we're so we're such an IP culture that it's just like, OK, you've you've made your big indie film. Now you get your to, to, to hold the reins of this big IP. And my big thing is if I had that kind of le- if I had leeway, like I just want to be like, hey, just make whatever you want. Like, don't make a new IP. Because it's cool that Death Stranding exists. Uh, But to actually answer the question, I mean, I guess we're not just stuck with Konami stuff anymore. I guess we could could expand beyond that. If if I am thinking about Konami, it'd be cool to see just like a a completely different take on a Castlevania. Mm-hmm. And just sort mm-hmm. of say like like hey let's let's see what he does if he you know he wants to set something in in uh in fucking uh you know 16th century Romania or whatever it is and and have some you know themes and characters that are present from the Castlevania franchise but do whatever you want make it a stealth game make it a horror game uh, make whatever weird you know fucking uh make it a a, a gothic uh, package delivery simulator whatever the fuck you want to do but like just like I, that feels like that could be something where I'd, and also a franchise that can maybe uh, have some new life breathed into it uh, I don't know what, what do you guys think anything you'd like to see Kojima get his hands on give him Mario like let him <laughs> <laughs> let him do whatever he wants with Mario like we'd get like it would like start as a cartoon Ahoo, yeah Ahoo, yippee and then, like, Mario would turn to camera and be like, now we're going to get weird. And then you'd <laughs> hard cut to, like, a photorealistic Italian guy sitting on a couch playing Mario. And the rest of the game would be that guy's story. Yeah. Um, and, like, how everybody made fun of him or something. I mean, like, it could... I, 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 give, him ev- give him all the big IP. Let's, I mm-hmm. want to see all of it. I was gonna say let's give him um let's give him Kingdom Hearts because oh, maybe the shit. two of each other will cancel each other out and he'll just make a normal thing. <laughs> <laughs> Hit us up with your questions on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Get Played Potter. Send us an email at getplaypod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616 played That's 616-275-2933. And hey, we have one episode of Cogember left. Matt, tell us next week's game for the final week of Cogember. Next week's game, Death Stranding Part 2. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket.
Edge. 